Welcome back to the Mompreneur Mastermind Show, where we choose to run insanely successful passive income businesses that light us up while consuming iced coffee, braless and flawless, and maybe breaking it down to some gangster rap while our kids aren't looking. <laughs> did we just become best friends? Yes, yes we did. Hey, I'm Stephanie Gass, six-figure corporate exec turned top 1% network marketer turned podcaster. I believe when we let God light our path, we experience true miracles. Welcome, sister. Let's get pumped up for today's show. Hey, friends. I'm totally driving again. I know. Sorry, not sorry. But I figure this is one of the easiest ways for me to just pour into you authentically without any script, you know, just me and you and an honest conversation like two girlfriends chatting on the phone. And I know you can totally get down with that, right? The audio may not be the best, but I think this content will be worth it. So hang with me. And uh, I also just love the fact that I can show up for you guys as I am, whether it be in the car or outside or watching my kids um, play. That's the whole point. The entire point of us being able to grow and scale businesses is to do it around our family, right? To do it around our kids and not have to show up as who we don't want to be fancy with all the makeup on, with all the fancy clothes on. I mean, some of you may want to be that way, but I don't. I believe comfort is key. And so the point of me sharing that with you is if I can run a very, very successful God-fueled business and record podcast episodes from my phone in the car while I'm driving home, uh, so can you. <laughs> so there's nothing special about me. The difference is that I stopped getting distracted by all the cool, shiny new things, and I just locked into one outlet. And I doubled down on that one outlet and I started to see you guys, like truly see you and hear you and talk directly to you. Yeah, you Lola. I know you girl. I know your issues. I know your problems. I know your complaints. I know where your mindset is at. I know your struggles. I know them all. And so I started speaking to you very, very specifically on my podcast. And when I did that, my business exploded. My business slash ministry exploded, right? Because God was able to pour his favor on what he asked me to do. And I stopped getting distracted from that one thing. So I'm asking you and sharing all this with you because are you focused on where your human is, is showing up? Are you there? And are you doubled down? Are you focused? Are you getting distracted? Because if you are, God cannot work through you if you're not showing up. So I challenge you to choose your thing. And if it is podcasting, I really, really hope at this point that you guys know that my course is what's up. Okay. Like I'm in this mastermind right now. And these ladies who are millionaires are telling me that my course needs to be $3,500. Yeah. Like the value of this product is insane. Podcast pro university but I'm holding strong at my pricing at least 
through this year. So if you have yet to invest in yourself and believe in me enough to buy this course, to grow an organic funnel for yourself using podcasting, which is so easy and so fun and so authentic, and you will not regret it, then I don't know what to tell you, girl. Because starting Jan in January, I am going to raise the price of this program because they're right. It is undervalued. But for now, you can get Podcast Pro University for a ridiculous price, lifetime access to this course, how to launch, scale, grow, monetize, and explode your very own podcast. Y'all just go read the testimonies on that page. Watch the videos. I don't, I don't have to tell you about the social proof coming out of this course. I've got people launching top four, top 12, top 30, hitting 2,000 downloads in 30 days, launching in two weeks. Uh, some of my premier clients who are working with me one-on-one as well as taking my podcast course are making thousands of dollars in a weekend all from their podcast because they have clarity, they're showing up consistently without distraction, and they're believing in the vision. They're believing in the long game. All right, I'm done. I'm going to hop off of that, but, but for real, if you have not joined us, do it. We have so much fun in the group. You get lifetime access to the membership community for free right now. You're going to get at a ridiculous price. That price will be at a minimum doubled pretty soon. So I would not delay. I would hop on in. Trust me. Let's go. Podcastforuniversity.com. I'll meet you there. So last week or last podcast episode, we talked about fear and how seeing the truth is always going to feel fearful. I read you some scripture. I really gave you some tough love. You're all armored up with the armor of God. You're like, girl, I'm ready to fight. Now, what are we fighting? (laughs) I had to prepare your heart before I got into the Truth Seeker series in a deep way, because I think the things that will be revealed over the next three to four episodes are going to be kind of alarming to you and also unsettling, because it's not all peaches and cream. You know, being a Christian is not about just feeling good all the time. Being a Christian is about leading other people to Christ, and that path is narrow, as we know, and we know that this world is fallen, and it is dark, and sometimes it is hard, but I have some really, really great news for you, and that is we are all promised salvation. So at the end of the day, right, like, we good because God's got us. You've heard me say that before. But my point of sharing that whole fear episode with you was to prepare you for what's to come in the Truth Seeker series. So let me start with my uh, my episode, which is going to be really specifically about the lies that we've built our businesses on, the lies about what the world tells us success means. And I'm going to debunk some of those lies for you today based on me and my journey. So that's where we're going to start. We're then going to travel on down the rabbit hole and y'all are going to learn some more truth about other things. And I brought on some of my incredibly amazing friends and some of them are clients and uh, you're just going to learn so much. So let's get started with a business built on lies. And I want to start, I'm going to rewind back. Okay. All the way back to Stephanie as a little kiddo, right? And who I really am at the core and who I really am at the core 
is this empathetic, highly empathetic overachiever. <laughs> um, I also really, really care about other people. And I love pushing people to succeed. I love pushing people to see their own potential. And it's just always been inside of me. If you were to look at Stephanie when she was a 10 year old, she would be on the stage performing. I would probably, probably be front and center. I'd be leading everybody forward, encouraging everyone. I'd be helping little Susie May over there because she was scared and she couldn't remember her lines. I've always been that girl, but somewhere along the way, okay, somewhere along the way, the world told me that if you shine, you can get hurt, right? If you feel for other people, you experience pain. If your heart is fully open, it can get broken. And I don't really know the point that all of those worldly lies crept in, but it's for sure somewhere between the ages of 10 and 17, right? Like when so many of us are so impressionable against the world. And I think that my, my parents did such a wonderful job of raising me and my dad instilled the morals of good work ethic and getting a job and having stability, which is always important. Um, working hard, getting good grades. My mom, I'm sure prayed over me like a bajillion D million D times per day. And uh, she did her best. She was a single mom after my dad and her got divorced when I was in third grade. And she had to work full time to support my brother and I going from a stay at home mom in a tiny town full of, uh, you know, uh, truly privileged people. We were in a pretty well-off little town there to Albuquerque, which is this big city with a huge crime rate living in an apartment building when I'm in third grade and sending my brother and I off to public school in this huge city and working at a grocery store in the cards department. And then she went to school and, um, became an electrician, a woman, you know, probably the only woman in her class to graduate to become an electrician. I mean, she was hustling and she was doing the best that she could. But because we live in a fallen world, there's always external influences. So I, I don't really remember the point, but I think there's got to be some of those uh, moments in school where we realize we are not invincible, you know, and whether we get made fun of, I was made fun of for having brown skin when I lived in Los Alamos. I was then made fun of because I had a hairy mustache when I was in catechism. I remember a boy in fifth grade telling me that my hairy leg, I had hairy man legs, right? And then I go to eighth grade and this other boy makes fun of my cellulite. And I'm like, I think it's easier to just blend in, right? Like if I don't stand out, then I can't be made fun of. And then I also realized that being an empath, you take on the emotions and the feelings of others. And that is almost too much to bear as a human. I don't know if any of you are empaths, but, you know, I go into a Walmart where I live and I see somebody like even ignoring their kid or, or their kid is crying and they're ignoring them or they they yank their arm or they yell at them when they're on a live video. And like, I, I literally am choking back tears. I want to intervene. I want to run over there and rescue 
that child. And it's like so much. So instead I just decided to turn off my emotions at some point in my twenties. I decided that never feeling anything was better than feeling everything. So I totally turned off my emotions. I learned to create walls, putting walls up against people that I love. You know, sorry, mom. I was just a freaking pill, man, in my, in my twenties and my teens because I didn't want to feel, which meant I didn't want to be coddled. I didn't want to be emotionally available. So I went through relationships quickly. I was, I was a heartbreaker. I was on a self-destructive path, a self-destructive path, meaning drinking alcohol to the point of blacking out, uh, partying all the time, wearing revealing clothing to get the wrong type of attention. I was doing all of those things because it was easier not to feel who I truly was. And at this point, I was a Christian. Sure, you can label it a Christian, but I was a surface Christian. Uh, sure. Yeah. I believe in God. Anyway, when are we going to go have a drink? Right. Um, which is so funny because when you are not truly in relationship with Christ, you're always seeking. So I began to seek all this validation through surface stuff, through alcohol, through workaholism. And even at a young age, I was a workaholic. I would, uh, work, you know, 60 hours a week at my corporate job, climbing the ladders. And then I would go party super hard on the weekends. And then I'd work like basically busying myself to death because why? Well, the world tells you that if you just hustle harder, then you are worthy. If you just make a certain amount of money, then you're free forever, right? If you can just be enough, if you can, if you can just be enough in the world's eyes, you're going to experience true happiness, peace, joy, and fulfillment. So I ran after those lies in my life and then eventually in my business, uh, getting then into the next phase, I ended up getting breast implants, as you guys have heard, when I was 21 uh, because of all the reasons we do, the dumb things that we do, because the world said, if you are more balanced, you're more beautiful, right? If you, uh, if you're one boob that's smaller than the other is the exact same size, all of a sudden you're more sexy. Like guys doing, altering your body in any way for the world is never going to bring you peace, right? Smoothing out your cellulite does not make you feel prettier, <laughs> It just opens the door to the world, tricking your mind into believing that more of that will eventually equal worthiness, right? Okay, we fixed your cellulite, but you're still feeling crappy about yourself. I guess you need some lip injections. Well, now you got platypus lips, but now your boobs are uneven. Go get your boobs done. Oh, poop scoop. Your butt's flat. Butt implants it is. And before you know it, you're two years in and you're looking like a hot mess express. You've spent $50,000 and you still feel like absolute crap. And then there will be an awakening for you when you look in the mirror and you go, this is not who God intended me to be. I didn't do all those things. Thank goodness. I only got the boob job, but I looked in the mirror one day and was like, I have these foreign objects inside my body that I put in here because the world lied to me. The world told me that if I did this, 
I would feel more balanced, which would mean people would look at me and see me differently and treat me differently. And I'd be seen in love and respect. Guys, BS. No. All it did was make me hide who I really was even deeper, bury her deeper inside. I kept burying who Christ was calling me to be because I thought if I did it, I would have to feel. I would have to feel. I would have to be vulnerable. I would have to allow myself to become an empath again. But I had learned to bury that part of me because it hurts too much to take on the burdens of the world, right? Well, what I had not discovered was that the burdens that I would feel one day could be cast onto the shoulders of the Lord and he would carry them for me and that I could become an intercessor and pray for people to transform their lives. I didn't know any of that because the world had been lying to me for so long. And you know what I'm here to share with you guys is that if you've been deceived by the world, which all of us have, we've been deceived, we've been told that a certain job will equal happiness. If we hustle harder, we'll eventually make it. If that we, if we work to, to the expense of our families and we push them aside so that we can just show up on social media for one more day, those are all forms of deception. They're forms of deception. When we watch the news and the news tells us that the only things we should care about are politics and race wars, when at the core and root of everything are, are so many bigger things that are, that are at play, right? That there is a child trafficking epidemic that is happening in the world, and yet we don't know about it because the news isn't showing us, but we've trusted the news to be our beacon, like our, like, isn't this where we learn what's happening in the world? And one day that comes cr crumbling around you and you feel deceived. And there's deception in the coaches that we follow, some of them with Christian labels. When we realize they're, they're a real human being. And here, here's the thing. If you idolize anything of this world, you will be disappointed. If you idolize your body like I did for a while, if you idolize busyness like I did for a while, if you idolize sexual attention like I did for a while, you will be disappointed. If you idolize anything of this world, if you idolize a political leader, if you idolize a book, a movie, a uh, pop star, a celebrity, oh, you'll be real disappointed. Don't get me started. So let me rewind back again and bring you back to the story, taking you on this journey with me of worldly deception. So I get into my 30s. <laughs> have a kiddo, join network marketing, still a surface Christian at this point. And, uh, what I mean by surface Christian, you guys, let me, let me clarify that is that you believe that maybe you, you know, read a scripture a day, but you're still hiding from that deeper intimacy with Christ. You are still unsure because you don't really want to see the truth because the truth may hurt before it sets you free, you're not ready and willing to deal with the demons that are inside of your uh, psyche, maybe from your childhood, maybe you've experienced past traumas, maybe you had some bad relationships, maybe you just feel let, whatever the thing is, we all got our, our crap, okay? Whatever that thing is, you have to face it in order to be set free in your business, in your life, in your relationships. 
So the next phase for me was workaholism. And the enemy told me, and, and by that I mean the enemy plants ideas, plants distractions for us, okay? The enemy plants distractions. And for me, that distraction became workaholism and it became success and money. And I began to idolize this network marketing company. And the world told me that was okay. It's okay to work 24 seven because it's for your family. It's okay to wear a headset every waking hour of the day, because if you're not available for your team, you're not really in it. I'm going to validate that you are ignoring your son to take that extra call, to do that extra event that you're snapping at your husband because he doesn't get it when you're on the phone, on the road trip, on the vacation. No, no, Stephanie, that's normal. They just don't support you. And so then the lies of the enemy gets even deeper, not just idolizing busy money success, but begin to validate the ego and the self-righteousness. No, Stephanie, they don't get it. They don't support you. You guys wonder why so many marriages break up when people begin to have massive success in their business. Let me think, who is that from? Is that from the world telling you that that person doesn't get it and that they don't support you and that you need to do what's right for you? You, you, you. But wait a minute, if we look at this from a godly perspective, God would say, hey, I want you to serve your husband first. Be a good, present mama to those kids. I want you to rest. I want you to take a Sabbath. I want you to breathe on Saturday and Sunday, right? I want you to just be, I want you to Trust me that the success will be there when you return. And if we believed God's directions and we trusted him enough to let go of the worldly lies about what it takes to be successful in business, I think we would see thriving marriages and thriving businesses. I think we would see spouses supporting each other. I think we would see husband and wives working together because it wouldn't be all about me, myself, and I. It would be about we. How can we create this? How can I do this so that it supports the family? How can I prioritize you guys over the dollar? Because the dollar can be gone in the blink of an eye, and it will be gone. When we die, we are left with nothing. Nothing physical. No bank account. No clothes. Right? Like, it's just me. And the work I did here, when we, and when we get to that moment and we all will, we're going to ask ourselves some very hard questions and God's going to ask some very hard questions of us. Hey, did you, did you show up for the blessings that I gave you as in your family, your body? your mind, your heart, your soul, your spirit? Did you minister in some way the gifts that I gave you? Did you do all that you could with the spiritual gifting I placed in your heart? Or did you tell yourself that you weren't worthy, that you weren't qualified, that someone else is already doing it because the world and other people, man, 
we're whispering that in your ear. Okay, which brings me back to another piece of my story is that during my network marketing, as I continued to climb the ladder, as I was making all the money, everything started to feel wrong. I started having anxiety attacks, panic attacks. I, I began to have relationships that were negative relationships in my life. I started to push away family and friends. I started to eat my feelings. I was having headaches. Um, everything started to go wrong. And, and you got to ask yourself, like, hey, Steph, but if you're making all this money and you're the top 1% of this company and you're walking the stages and you're getting all this attention, how can everything be going wrong in your life? Doesn't money solve everything? Doesn't money, you know, make your husband support you more? Doesn't you having all that success bring you more joy? You would think so. Let me tell you something. That was money that God did not give me. <laughs> Here it is. Pay attention, girls. That success, that money, those ranks, all of those Things that I thought I so desperately wanted, it was all built on the lies of man. And then Satan used all of that success to lure me away from Christ, to lure me away from what is good and right and real into this trap of more, into the trap of deception, into his awaiting open arms of, hey, you love how that feels, don't you? Come get more, but there's more, but there's more. Come get more. Don't you want more, right? Just like when uh, the snake was deceiving Eve and said, just take a bite. There's more for you. That's the whisper and the deception of Satan when we start to chase after business goals that are worldly for the wrong reasons. And that's what I was doing. It was all about me feeling good, me, more money for me. And then I was, you know, starting to dabble in not crazy new age, but like a little bit of that. And by new age, what I mean is like tapping into my full potential here on earth and meditation and uh, picturing money falling down on me when I went to sleep. And then picturing, I kept picturing $200,000 in my bank account. I can see it. You know, I demand it. Money comes to me freely. Money flows to my bank account. My bank account is overflowing with money. And I would just say all of these things. Nowhere in that time frame was I praying. Nowhere in that time frame was I reading scripture. Nowhere in those hardcore success years <laughs> Was I in relationship with Christ? I had pushed him away. And you know why? You know why, you guys? Because I had let the enemy take control and brainwash me. We are easily manipulated because we are humans. And lies and worldly deception is so real. But the great news is, is that we are saved. And I had been saved. I just needed to come back to God. God says that even when his... His holy people, you know, stray. 
there, that bond is never broken. Like we are always his and we will always come back to Christ. And so what happened for me is, um, I just knew that something wasn't right in my life and business. And I turned slightly back to God. I began to pray again. Like, why am I having these anxiety attacks? Like what's going on in my life? And the second I opened the doors to prayer and I asked God to help me, like, help me not feel this way. Help me not have this immense load of mom guilt on my shoulders every day because I knew what I was doing wasn't right. I knew as an empath that I needed to allow myself to truly feel again, but it was terrifying. And what God did next was so awesome. (laughs) He took it all away. He said, daughter, I've been waiting for you to ask, right? I've been, I've been here all along. I've been waiting for you to just invite me back into your life, into back into your business, back into your marriage, back into motherhood, back into your health, back into your mindset. Like he was there all along. He's waiting on the other side of the door and I needed to knock. And when I knocked, he bust down that door. Oh, girl. <laughs> yes, he did. Because God's goals and dreams are so much bigger than our goals and dreams. He showed me what it meant to be humbled. He showed me what my ego was built on. And it was built on a tower of lies. So my network marketing business crumbled. As you guys have heard the story, there was no money left in the bank account. I didn't get it. I I said, God, I've been abandoned. I've been abandoned by you. There's, There's nothing left. All this work that I did, there's nothing here. And then God so graciously reminded me in his, in his amazing ways, he said, well, you've been worshiping the creation, girl. You've been worshiping the creation. It's time for you to worship the creator. Did you hear me? I was worshiping the creations, money, success, fame, recognition, cars, trips, fancy things, worldly things, things that don't matter. And God took them away from me so that I could remember that he was the one, the only one, the great I am, (laughs) the one and only worthy of my worship, the creator. And I said, oh, there was a moment. It was a moment we had started going back to church because, gosh, I had to turn to something. I felt lost. There was no money left. There was nothing left. The world always leaves you drowning and broken and alone and crying and looking up for more. And you have two choices. You can look back at the world again and start over and seek ego and seek I am and go for the new age and think the universe has got you. And then you can just chase after the creations again and probably find yourself on this rat wheel of wanting and wishing and wailing, or you can just let go and let God. And that's what I did. We went to church and I remember there was this moment in worship and you got to find the right church, you guys, if you have not had the moment yet in your church, but I was at church and I was worshiping and I felt Holy, the Holy Spirit move inside my body, 
my arms shot up for the first time ever. I had never fully surrendered to Christ and worship. And my arms shot up out beyond my control, tingles shooting up and down my arms, raising them up to the, to the, to the heavens. I could feel Holy Spirit radiating through my body and I sobbed. And I don't know if my husband, what, what he thought about me at that moment, but it was an out of, out of body experience for me that I'll never forget. And that was the moment where I realized there's more to just me. There's more to being here than my ego and my wants and my needs and my business goals. There's something else propelling me now and I'm here for it. And I went home and I got out the infamous sheet of paper that you guys have heard me talk about. And I wrote down the woman that Christ wanted me to be. And that's where it all began. And here's what I have to tell you, though. The lies didn't stop there because the lies always come back. And the lies still were distracting me. And I fully had to relinquish that. And the only way that I did was I started getting into scripture and really deeply beginning to pray in a new, a new way with fresh eyes, with an open heart. And it was not easy because the truth is always being revealed, but you first have to ask for the truth to be revealed and, and you will have a dark moment, especially if it's in your business and you've been doing business the world's way. Um, and if you need some help with that, you know, I recommend one of my clients, Tracy Wren's podcast, because she does such a beautiful job of talking about doing business God's way. She's such an amazing light in my life. But the point of what I'm sharing with you is that the lies will never stop because we are living in a fallen world. And so even though my business was finally a God-led business and is finally a God-led business, I, I now continue to see more and more truths because I ask God, don't let me be deceived. Don't you let me be deceived. If I'm going to be a soldier for you, Christ, I need your eyes. I need your ears. I need your voice. I need your feet. I need you. And I need you to keep me from being, from being deceived, from being lied to from the world. And so God's been on this journey of revealing truth to me over the past six months in an even deeper capacity from political lies to deception of world leaders, of the celebrities, of Hollywood, um, all kinds of stuff, you guys. <laughs> I don't even want to go there right now because it's so easy to get distracted by truth, but we have to first begin with the truth happening in our own lives and businesses. What lies have you been telling yourself? about things that you need and who you are. Those are the first truths that God is asking us to uncover. And then you can tackle worldly truths, which we will talk about more on the interviews with some of my amazing friends that I'm bringing on. But the first truths we have to be willing to face and rewrite, the lies, I mean, and then rewrite with truths are the inner lies. So here, here, I, here I'm here to ask you a couple of hard questions, okay? I want you to write these down. First question I'm asking, I want to ask you is, what has the world told you about what you are? Right? Because the world told me I couldn't be an empath because I couldn't handle it. 
The world told me that not feeling was better than feeling. The world told me that blending in was a safer bet than being judged. And the world told me that if I just hid who I really was in Christ, everything would be easier. It would feel better. That's what the world told me. That's what social media says. That's what maybe some of your friends are saying to you or spouses or family members. That's what some of these podcasts are telling you. That's what the new age books and some of the personal development junkies, like the, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like your junkies for these big names of personal development. Eyes of discernment, sister. A lot of times they didn't get to that big fancy platform by telling you the truth, God's truth, but by telling you worldly truth. We know the world is evil and fallen. And so write down, what did the world tell you that you are? Now I want you to write down number two. I want you to rewrite that. And I want you to say, who does God say you are, sister? Who does Jesus say you are? Jesus says that I am a kingdom fighter. That I am an intercessor for others. That I pray fiercely for those that need change, that have no one to pray for them. He tells me that feeling is good and great and needed and necessary. He tells me that I am allowed to care deeply for other people, for my clients, for my family, that I'm allowed to be vulnerable. God says it, so it is true. God says that I don't need to be fearful of blending in because I'm not here to please the world, but I am here to please him. And that I am here to make waves and to fight against what is good and right and true and to reveal and expose the lies so that we are not deceived. He is asking me to help you guys build, build businesses that are God centered, to build businesses that are of service to people, helping people, guiding people, doing it the right way, the long term way, just resting easy in his peace that he's going to provide provision and favor over our businesses to believe in that because that is truth because the Bible says so. Not that we have to hustle harder. So all of those things are who I am. And I'm going to, I'm going to rip up the lies that the world told me. Are you number three? How are you running your business right now? That doesn't feel right. What's happening for you that you know needs to change? Are you addicted to social media? Are you having anxiety? Do you have mom guilt? Are you pushing away family and friends so that you can work on your business? I'm smiling because I've been there and I know how hard this is. Do you feel like you should pivot and maybe the business isn't really what God wants you to do, but you're afraid? Do you feel like you should leave the job? What do you need to do so that you're letting God lead your business? You've got to change your behaviors and make the hard choices in trust. It is not easy to finally admit that something isn't right. It is not easy to create boundaries in your business. It's not easy to turn off your phone Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. It's not easy, but it's God's way. He demands of us to rest. You are being disobedient when you don't rest, when you work 24 seven. 
we know the order of operations, girls, yes? We know it goes God, our spouses, our kiddos, ourselves, and then our businesses. So are you being obedient to that? And if not, number four, what are you going to do to change now, today, right now? Okay, so now you've written all the things down. But let me tell you a secret. None of these things will actually happen unless you invite God into all of this work with you. You've got to pray and you've got to pray fiercely, even when it's weird and you're like, I don't know how to pray, Steph. Well, then shut your eyes and do your best and have a conversation with God and tell him, I don't know how to pray. This feels really weird. And he's going to laugh and chuckle and he's going to encourage you because he's an encourager and the Holy Spirit is in you. You're not alone. The Holy Spirit will pray on our behalf when we don't know what to say and we don't know what to ask for. The Holy Spirit takes over. And then the next one is you've got to get into scripture. You've got to get into your Bible. Let me tell you, ladies, something so crazy. I think I want to do something in my business. I think I want to launch something. I think I want to hire this person. I think I should do this or that. And I open scripture and I read a page or I open my Bible app and I press play and listen to them read me a chapter. And I, I am not exaggerating when I say the answer is divinely appointed. The answer rings out so loud, clear, and true. And I'm like, okay, yes, sir. Like God will speak to me through scripture and I will get my answer. I will get it. And it will be so crystal clear. And I think those of you that are struggling with, I don't know what God actually wants for my business. You've got to go deeper in your relationship with Jesus. You've got to open the doors to communication. And that also means you've got to stop distracting yourself with worldly crap, right? Turn off the TV. Get off the phone. Stop gossiping. Stop judging. Turn off social media. Like you guys, you hear me right now, but you're unwilling to do the hard things to get the transformation. Like I can't make any of you do these things. But I hope that hearing my story will save you time and energy lost on worldly goals. And I am so deep into letting God run my business. Guys, like if I get asked, hey, Steph, what's your income goal for this year? I'm, I'm like, whatever God wants to give me. Truly, because God's plans for my life are leagues. There is so, it, I cannot fathom the dreams that God has for my life. He's looking for obedience. He's looking for me to turn over the reins to him. And when I finally did that, finally, finally did it a few years ago, he transformed the vision I had for my own life. So my final homework for you guys, if you're so brave, is to come share those four things, okay? over in the Mompreneur Mastermind show, uh, Mompreneur Mastermind Facebook group, which is at facebook.com slash uh, success support group, or mom, just type in Mompreneur Mastermind, you'll find the group. And I want you to begin to uncover the lies you've been telling yourself, the world has been telling you, and the lies you've been living in your business and in your households and in your relationships, because it starts with this internal work. We've got to get the internal work first. The mindset shifts, the internal work, the lies 
bring God in, invite him in, get back into scripture, begin to pray, begin to open those lines of communication, let go of control. Okay. All of that needs to happen first before we then take a look at external wise, which is going to happen pretty soon. We're going to be talking about new age deception, discernment in the world. We're going to talk about the fact that ignorance is not bliss in a fallen world. And we're going to go through some things and I think it's going to be a lot. So if you don't have the core foundation in your own heart and mind going into that, it's just going to be, you know, too much to bear. And I don't want you guys sitting in a spirit of fear. And I also want to encourage you that there's no better time than the present to recognize what needs to change, to recognize how to lead your business in a godly way, how to trust God to bring you income and favor and the clients you need, how to get deeper into being present in your life with your kids, with your family. Social media is a mind control device. Okay. This may sound kind of weird, but hear me. It's a way that the enemy controls our mind. And we, on a weekly, daily, and sometimes hourly basis, get addicted to it. And the enemy loves it because it's how he controls you. You, as a distracted mom, businesswoman, wife, you can't be a kingdom soldier for Christ because he can't talk to you. If, if Satan can busy your mind 24-7, he's got you. And I don't know about you, but I rebuke that. I rebuke being controlled. I am a child of God, and I am willing and ready to do the hard things for him to be with me, deeply with me. Holy Spirit, like Holy Spirit moments, like Holy Spirit chills, tears, like all of it. I'm here for it. And if for that to happen, I am called to get quiet and rest and do my business God's way. Amen. Yes, sorry, Bob. I will do exactly what I am instructed. So think about that. Pray over this. I hope that this message resonated with you, sisters. I'm here with you. I'm here for you. If you need me to pray with you, get into my DMs. I'm happy to do it. Come on over. Share the Monster Mastermind, what you've discovered about yourself and about what God is calling you to change in your business. And uh, just know we are here with you and for you. I love you so much. Uh, love and light. Stuff. If you like Mama so, leave a review. Pretty peace. Hey, Mama, real quick before you go. If you found value in today's podcast and you learned something new, take a screenshot for me, post it up in your Instagram stories, and be sure to tag me because together we can empower, educate, and shift the way that mamas look at life because, sister friend, we actually can have it all. Let's claim it.